Radio Sport Mornings with Jason Pine. Week one of finals and the NRL has thrown up some mouth-watering matchups. It's a great pleasure to welcome back to the Radio Sport Morning Show out of the Canberra Times, canberratimes.com.au. Chris Dutton is with us. Thanks for your time, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, mate. Going to get to the Raiders game against the Storm tomorrow shortly. Can we have a quick look, though, at the roosters Rabbitohs game, which kicks off uh, week one of finals at the SCG tonight? These two played last week and the Rabbitohs won. Any chance of a repeat? Well, the Rabbitohs have won both games against the Roosters this year so far, so it's a huge game for them. Um, Look, I think the Chooks were a little bit underdone last week. They're they're one of the best teams. They've been up there all year. But South Sydney, Wayne Bennett, you can't underestimate them, can you? I think it's the first game that these two have played at the SCG in a final since the 1930s. So it's a huge game for both clubs. Uh, Prelim final on the line. I I think the Roosters should get this one. The battle of the number sixes looks pretty key here, doesn't it? The Roosters, Luke Carey against the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker. Is that going to be at the heart of what decides this one, do you think? I think so, because Carey sort of had an on and off season. He was tipped to play State of Origin this year. Um, he got concussed the week before the teams were picked, and then Cody Walker got his opportunity, but he only lasted one game in there. So they've both got something to prove. I guess the the benefit that Luke Carey has is that he's got Cooper Cronk beside him, a uh, um, Obviously, they're a premiership-winning halves duo. Cooper Cronk's done so much in the game. His last season in the NRL, uh, the, if Luke Keery fires, the Roosters generally fire. So, um, but then in saying that, Cody Walker, I think leads. He was the leading try assist, and um, he's scored so many tries this year. So, whoever wins that battle could go a long way to winning the game. Looking forward to that tonight at the SCG tomorrow. Storm v Raiders, Amy Park. It wasn't that long ago the Raiders pulled back that 18-point deficit to beat the Storm. I don't think the Storm had ever had had that sort of deficit overhauled before to lose a game. Are the Raiders a chance, Chris? I give them a chance. I give them a chance purely because no one expects them to win. Um, Talking to a few of the players out out at the headquarters this week, They've sort of put aside that win that they got about a month ago when they came from behind against the Storm, but you can bet that the Storm are still thinking about it. Um, Everyone's still thinking about it, really, because it's the last time they played down there. I think the Raiders match up really well against Melbourne. Um, The problem they've got is Craig Bellamy will have the Storm fired up for this. He he knows how disappointing the Storm were when when they gave up that 18-point lead against the Raiders last time. And... If the Raiders fall behind by 18 points in this game, I just can't see them overcoming it. If they get off to a fast start, I think they're riding it with a chance. Give us some insight on on the Raiders. If you think back to the start of the competition, was top four something that people expected from the Raiders or not? I don't think so. I think just making the finals was the hope. Um, the past two years in a row, they've been 10th, and, and really that was underperforming over the past two years, especially because they finished second in 2016. So there were such high hopes three years ago that you know this was the start of another golden generation in Canberra. Ricky Stewart in charge. It, it had a real vibe of you know 1989, 1990, and 1994, but it just didn't eventuate. So they lost a few players. They lost Junior Paulo, Shannon Boyd, Blake Austin at the end of last year, and, and people were wondering, okay. Where, where are the points going to come from? How are they going to, um, how are they going to score tries? And, and the defence was the biggest problem. The man who came in was Andrew McFadden, obviously a, a former Warriors coach over there and a, a Canberra junior over here. And he's really stiffened up their defence, and that's been the biggest change. So 
they're not the team that goes out there and blows you off the park in in the first half and they're in for a shootout. They're, they've really showed this year that they they can be scrappy and they're willing to get into an arm wrestle and defence as well, which has been the biggest change. I guess if you look at the Storm, I see Cameron Munster back after sitting out last week's final round win mm. over the Cowboys. Is he the key man or is it the other Cameron, Cameron Smith? Well, it's hard to discount Cameron Smith, isn't it? Um, but interestingly, last time they played the Raiders, there was a bit of controversy there. He he appeared to grab Bailey Simonson's ear and twist that. So the Raiders are pretty fired up about that. They're prepared for the wrestling tactics. But um, Cameron Munster, he's, he's got that X factor, doesn't he? Uh, what he does need is Cameron Smith to be controlling the game to free Munster up to to be able to fire whenever he wants. He, Munster's not your sort of half that's going to control a game, but he can open it right up if, if there's a small gap. Mm, right, that's an intriguing clash tomorrow. Amy Park, followed by uh, the first of our elimination game, Sea Eagles against the Sharks. Uh, I read a stat that the Sea Eagles have won 16 of the last 18 matches between the two. This is a, a quite astonishing record they've, uh, they've chalked up. Why can't the Sharks beat Manly? It's, it must be a, a beaches battle, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. I, it actually divides my family. My wife is a, a Manly fan and her mum's a Sharks fan, her mum and brother. So um, it, it divides the family there. But um, look, I, this is Cronulla's best chance, isn't it? If, if Sean Johnson is fit, uh, it's going to be a huge in for them. They snuck into the finals last week and... And really, they're getting manly at a time where they're limping. They've lost um, Tommy Trebojevic a couple of weeks ago. Marty Tapao obviously, is out as well after a high tackle last week. Joel Thompson's got a broken arm, and I think they're missing a few more players as well. So I think the Sharks are probably... Um, they're, they're the underdogs in this final series because they snuck in at the last minute. But if, if they get a sniff this week, beat Manly, get a little bit of a roll on, what they did to the West Tigers last week showed that when things go their way, they can demolish teams. It's obviously Paul Gallon's last season as well. So if any time they're going to win the Battle of the Beaches, it's this one. Mm. How do you think Sean Johnson's first season with Cronulla has gone? How, how do you think it's been generally regarded by, by league pundits and by fans? Probably a disappointment, to be fair. Like just because you know he he captains his country. He he came to Cronulla as um, a world class player, uh, capable of of doing great things, as you guys know well over there after everything he's done with the Warriors. But it's the consistency, isn't it? And and to be fair to him as well, it's been plagued by injuries. So um, people haven't seen the best of him when he's been on the field. I, I remember um, when he played in Canberra here. Uh, he really got a role on and but he was still a little bit injured and, and struggled his goal kicking as well, which is there was a stat floating around the other week that if the Sharks had have kicked all their goal kicks during the season, they would be in the top two or three of the competition. So uh, the thing about Sean Johnson, though, is that if he gets it right, then the Sharks are going to go well this final series. And having a player like him who can step up in big games is a massive asset to them in the halves. Mm. And the final game in the weekend is on Sunday. Eels v Broncos Bankwear Stadium. I see it's sold out and has become mm. the fastest Sydney final to sell out since 2010. All 30,000 seats have been snapped up for this one. So a good, uh, good crowd and prospect. The Eels are 9-3 and three at home. So that's got to be a factor, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's huge there at the new stadium out at Parramatta. I've been there. It's a great place to watch footy. You're so close to the action. Um, every, every seat in the house is basically a great seat to watch footy from. So that'll be an electric atmosphere out there. Uh, 
Broncos and Eels have a long history, though. It's it's a tough one. The Broncos beat them in Golden Point only two or three weeks ago, I think it was. So uh, it's it's a tough one to pick for the Eels because out of the top eight teams, even if you take out Cronulla there, who who had um, opportunities for most of the years, the Eels have probably been very inconsistent. They, they finished fifth, but they've been up and down. And, and then sort of that side that don't give you the real confidence that they can beat the big teams and that they're going to fire on every day. But you know if you get them on their day, they're going to be really good. I think they conceded 50 or 60 points against the Melbourne Storm earlier this year. No team's ever won the premiership when they've conceded that many points in a single game during a season. So they have to overcome that. The Broncos, Anthony Seabold was the coach, his first final series with them. Um, you can't underwrite Brisbane at, at this time of year either, but I, I think Parramatta should get it done. As you said, 9-3 and three at home so far at their new home this year. I think they'll get this one. All right. Just to uh, finish, if you hover above this competition and look down on it, it seems as though the Roosters and the Storm are on a collision course for the grand final. Do you think, mm. though, Canberra might be the, the fly in that ointment? Could, could they be the ones who, who make a mess of that? I think so. Well, to be honest, to be fair, I think... Um, the only teams that can win it are the ones that finished in the top four. So the Storm, the Roosters, the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. I think there's just something about the Raiders this year that's got me feeling... And, and, you know, you guys would know this yourself. When teams go well in the area that you live, there's just a feeling that that comes about. I mean, they're making green sausages over here already. The the Raiders (laughs) had a media day the other day and and they had green sausages. And, And to be fair, they were absolutely lovely. I had a couple of those. They were awesome. The... The Canberra Raiders' milk is back as well. There's just a there's a sense of excitement around, and you talk to the players out there that they really learnt from their mistakes in 2016, where they played the Melbourne Storm in a prelim final down there in Melbourne, and they probably should have won it. There was a, a drop pass from Edric Lee that he probably should have scored a try, which would have won them the game. So they would have been playing in a grand final. That I think. Um, people forget that because they haven't been a consistent finals team over the year. So I, I think if they if they can get through this week, that means um, the Storm and the Roosters will probably collide in a, a prelim final and the Raiders will be a red-hot chance. But th- the other one not to write off are the R- Rabbitohs. With Wayne Bennett there, um, I, I just think they're a dark horse as well. Mm. Hey, great to chat to you, Chris. Great analysis as always. Thanks indeed for taking the time. Too easy. Thanks, Jason.